Welcome to Love from the Hip. I'm spiritual hypnotherapist, master esthetician, and your host, Sakura Sutter. This show is created with the intention of helping others to help and love themselves. Aside from weekly skin tips, you will hear me feature amazing people from around the globe who are making a difference by helping others in their own way. You may also hear me a follow-up with a guest I've hypnotized on an online edition of Love from the Hip, which is available on YouTube. Together, we can all make a difference, and it begins with love, love from the hip. Many great philosophers in history have come to define authenticity. According to Jean-Jacques Rousseau, authenticity is derived from the natural self, whereas inauthenticity is a result of external influences. Martin Heidegger, an existential philosopher, said that authenticity is choosing the nature of one's existence and identity. He believed in coming to terms with death, one could free themselves and live authentically. Jean-Paul Sartre, another existentialist, believed existence precedes essence, meaning humans come into existence and then continually define themselves rather than coming into being with an already established nature. Albert Camus claimed that to be an authentic, one must be aware of the absurdity of the world with no objective purpose and create meaning in life through rebellion against the absurdity. Although these philosophical views on authenticity differ, the underlying popular thought is that personal authenticity is a vigorous process of endless becoming in an ever-changing society and world, rather than just a fixed state of being. Authenticity, by definition, is the quality of being real or true. People tend to avoid people who are fake and instead are drawn to those that are authentic. But authentic to what? Many might argue that authentic people believe in what they say or act in a way consistent with their beliefs. However, an inauthentic person can equally stand up for what they truly believe in as well. Instead of measuring authenticity purely by the passion a person has for what they say, we must consider their character. Essentially, what is behind what they say? According to psychologists today, authentic people possess a number of common characteristics that show they are psychologically mature and fully functioning as human beings. Becoming authentic is an individual quest because each person has their own way of being human and what is authentic will differ for everyone. Personal authenticity can be highly circumstantial and depends on various social, political, religious, and cultural characteristics. Because becoming authentic is not a fixed state or event, but rather a continuous process, the unique nature of each individual is best seen not in who they are, but in who they become. It involves recognizing others, not just knowing oneself. If personal authenticity is sought just for self-gain, then it is ego-based. But if it is accompanied by the awareness of others in the world, then it could be a substantial purpose. Of course, there are factors that hinder the development of personal authenticity, including one's fear of rejection and failure, prior programming, pressure to conform, and the desire to lose oneself in the crowd. No doubt about it, inauthenticity is easier. And because people would prefer to be liked by everyone, living inauthentically can be more appealing. The limits of human awareness, thought, and self-knowledge are some of the main blocks to personal authenticity. One may never fully arrive at self-knowledge, which is constantly being defined and cultivated on the basis of new understandings of the world and its demands. There is also an irony in achieving personal authenticity. In order to truly live authentically, one must immerse themselves in the outside world and its influences. Yet authenticity is achieved by resisting the outside influences in order to fully achieve self-realization or true self. 
So it is imperative then that we first become aware of our true selves and secondly, be able to express and stand up as our true selves in our lives day in and day out. As E.E. Cummings said, to be nobody but yourself in a world which is doing its best night and day to make you everybody else means to fight the hardest battle which any human being can fight and never stop fighting. Today, I have the pleasure of interviewing presenter, mentor, and creator of Andrew Eggleton Presenting Methodology. Andrew Eggleton on my show. He will not only share his insights on authenticity, but also later on the show, we will open up the phone line so he can assist you on how to step out of your own way and into your own greatness. So stick around after this quick break. Microneedling is a revolutionary treatment that can help reduce the appearance of acne scars, fine lines, pigmentation, wrinkles, even improve the appearance of stretch marks by stimulating collagen and elastin. Sakura Skin and Mind specializes in this procedure that jumpstarts your body's natural healing process. Sakura Skin and Mind believes in not only keeping the skin up to date with the latest trends in the skincare industry, but also keeping the skin beautiful, fast, pretty, painless, and affordable. Find out more at sakuraskinandmind.com. S-A-K-U-R-A skinandmind.com. Talk radio for the heart and soul. Alternative Talk 1150. Welcome back to Love from the Hip. I'm spiritual hypnotherapist, master esthetician, and your host, Sakura Sutter. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram and Facebook and subscribe to my YouTube channel, Love from the Hip, and that's H-Y-P. Today, I have the pleasure of having presenter, mentor, and creator of Andrew Eggleton presenting methodology, Andrew Eggleton, on my show. And he is coming to us via Skype in London. Hey, Andrew, thanks for being here today. Hey, thank you for having me. Yeah, and thanks for staying up late for the show. Well, it is that. It is just after 10 (laughs) p.m. Yeah. So you know authenticity all too well. You actually help people to close the gap between who they really are and who they have been seen to be. Why do you think this is so important to do? Good question. It comes down to, for me, of congruency. And we have this um, lack of congruency between who we are at home, who we are at work, uh, especially, of course, who we are in front of a camera or on stage when we're, we're public speaking. And... The idea of authenticity, uh, authenticity for me is that complete congruency of being able to be you all of the time, which means you never have to put the mask on, which means effectively things become effortless. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. For sure. And then it, wearing the different hats, though, you would recommend that they be the same person. I, this is what I teach. I mean, I, I, I've built this, um, I was just saying this in the weekend with a workshop in London, is I've, I pinch myself that I've built this life where I get to be me as much as I understand me uh, every moment of every day when I'm on calls, when I'm live, when I'm on stage, when I'm on camera, when I'm with my partner, when I'm with my family. It's all the same. And so I'm constantly playing by my own rules. Mm-hmm. And Which wh- is a beautiful expression of myself. Yes, and what else do you believe is the benefit of being authentic? <laughs> you get to know yourself quite well. <laughs> <laughs> right. And I guess on a deeper, not I guess, on a, on a deeper level, 
the idea of, of authenticity is I feel like it's hard work for people who are constantly changing that hat. Mm-hmm. It's hard work. And, of course, when you're mixing the two, you get to this point in where what is, what's the real me and what is the one that I what's – what's the hat that I'm wearing or the mask? Like uh, who's who? They, they, I, think, I feel like the, the edges get blurred. Mm. Okay. That makes sense. So is there a level of vulnerability with being authentic? Yeah, absolutely. But I, I feel like that that level of vulnerability it becomes less feeling vulnerable because because it becomes your new normal. Mm-hmm. So when I'm in front of my uh, my audience, I always know that my audience will go as far and deep as I'm prepared to go myself. So you know, the less uh, the more I can turn up as myself, I'm giving them the gift of allowing them to be themselves too, mm-hmm. which is incredibly freeing in a, in, in a space of where, you're, of where you're training. Yeah, no, absolutely. You're giving them the okay. Yes. And so yep. do you believe there's then a higher level of trust with authenticity? For yourself? For yourself and from others. Mm, you ask these good questions that just... I'm trying. I'm, I'm trying to stay in my body and not yeah. go up into my head and, and analyze it for myself. <laughs> A higher level of, of trust. I feel my audience trusts me because I do trust myself. My audience trusts me because it's very obvious that I am bone deep comfortable with who I am, and I'm able to express that. And I think that inspires them. That that inspires them. That they can actually do the same because if I can do it, of course, anyone can freaking do it, can't they? Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? There's nothing, uh, there's nothing different. We're all tapped into the same amazing stuff. I just think we forget that sometimes. Um, so that I, I feel like the gift that I'm giving is actually allowing people to step up into their greatness because they can see that they can do that by being with their unique perspective of life. Mm-hmm. And of course that unique piece of art that they are, that that is enough. Mm-hmm. And you're leading by example. I am the example of which I speak. Yeah, yeah. that's great. So you that's work, really important. You work with not just everyday people, but also with celebrities and famous athletes, correct? Yes, So I do. Okay. Do you think being under constant observation and scrutiny like they are inhibits their authenticity? That's a great question. I think it's a double-edged sword, and you see, I was thinking about this at the gym today, where I often have my best thoughts, yeah. is if you look at, when you look at perpetual growth, when someone has learned to get out of their own way to do things, uh, they stay in their own lane, they don't live by rules, they create their own, um, and they seem, you, you look at them, and I'm, I'm just going to use someone as an example, and it might not be the best example, but it's just the one that comes to my head. You've got your Joe Dispenza's, Anthony Robbins, and other incredible athletes who sure. play at that highest level. Um, I mean, they are almost athletes, aren't they? Mm-hmm. And there seems to be this infinite ability with them, this uh, there's infinite possibility they've tapped they've learned to stay out of their own way and I think what happens with um, I think what happens with people is 
there's a certain amount of fear that comes with that as you learn to get into that flow and tap. And I call it being a, becoming a conduit for infinite wisdom. Mm-hmm. When you are out of your own way enough, for me, that's the holy grail of presenting is when you're a conduit for infinite wisdom on stage and your audience is witness to something truly special. And these people have seemed to have tapped into that and removed that fear of getting in their own way. Mm-hmm. And I think you see that a lot with sports people um, when they have the you know the, the world looking at them, that the pressure of that makes them crumble, or that the pressure of, especially if you're wearing a mask, because there's this front that you have to constantly put up for yourself. But I really don't think that you know those amazing people who I do admire, uh, the Joe Dispenzas and things, is they've learned that they actually don't need to be anything else but themselves. And w- when you actually step into that space, there is no pressure because mm-hmm. there's no one else to be. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so your clients that are wearing that mask constantly, are they exhausted? Yes. Yeah. It takes some people a lot of time to strip down and um, some cultures more, definitely more than others. Mm-hmm. Uh, to, to, to take that mask off and, you know, especially they don't even know they've got it on, they've been wearing it so long. Uh, and I do feel sorry for, you know, we look at, you know, um, a lot of these, uh, a lot of artists who wear that mask because it's become their brand, um, you're living these two lives. There's no congr- there's no congruency left in your life. You're you're either this this or this, and that must. I just look at those people and go, that must be exhausting. I even say this in my workshops. It must be exhausting for these people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you had touched on something about uh, cultures being a factor in authenticity. Uh, do you believe also then that language is a big part of it, just as how we ex- interpret the expression and. Language can get so boggled with use of metaphors and connotations. and Two things spring to mind uh, there. One is, you know, um, 97%, I think around 97% uh, of our decision-making or what we do is unconscious mind, right? The unconscious mind is um, mm-hmm. the feeling, the feeling mind. There, there is no words. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and when you, I, I love this, when you, when you, Boil this, boil this down. But when you bring this down to that to that level of there was, there didn't used to be language. We just created that to communicate. Fundamentally, we're energy, right? You know, we're right. communicating with energy. And so, I think the trouble with public speaking is that the speaking, the word speaking, is misleading. Hmm. So when I'm on stage, and what I teach with people on stage is, it's all about the feeling. The moment to moment, moment to moment with your audience, you know. So it's, so it's it's all feeling for me on stage. And then when you get into the, if I, if I go into one of my steps of my methodology, which is head to heart, and I, I know people think dropping, you know, being in your heart when you're speaking is just being open and talking about um, feelings or stuff. It's, it's far deeper than that. Hmm. For me, when you drop into your deep into your heart and out of your head, because let's face it, not much good happens in there. <laughs> when you drop right down, when you drop right down, you will learn to discover things that you didn't even know that you knew. And when you give yourself on t- uh, time on stage, 
And th when this becomes your new normal, I mean, I speak like this normally now. Uh, it's the same on stage, but I allow myself the time to speak. I, I allow this, the silences where I need them to find that word. And often when I find that word and bring it up, it's attached to stuff that I don't, didn't even know that I knew. Hmm. Okay. That makes that yeah. makes sense, right? Absolutely, absolutely. Well, I hate to interrupt you, Andrew, but we're going to have to go to a quick break. And remember, this is a live show, and if you would like advice on how to step out of your own way and into your own greatness, call one eight 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 two nine eight kknw or 425-373-5527 after this quick break. Experience. One word that can mean so much, especially when it comes to working with a realtor to buy or sell a home. The only thing better would be to have an experienced team guiding you through the process. Hi, I'm Beth Phillips-York. And I'm Ray York. Together, we own the York Team, part of Keller Williams Real Estate. We are here to help you with your next property transaction. I have over 14 years of experience selling local residential real estate, investment properties, and homes just like yours. I'm also known as the ghost broker. Over the years, I've managed several residual energies at the properties we've represented or sold to clients. So if you need that service, I can help you as well. For my part, I have worked many years in new construction, land development, and with builders. Combined, Beth and I make for a powerful team on your side. So put our wealth of experience to work for you. Selling a home? Get a free property evaluation and market analysis with the York Team Real Estate. Buying a home? Let the York Team Real Estate exclusively represent you and your interests. Log on to yorkteamrealestate.com. That's yorkteamrealestate.com. Men, care for your skin properly, starting with your face. Sakura Skin and Mind offers their Gentleman's Groom Clinical Facial for just $120. Designed for your rugged skin, a deep cleansing clinical facial is like a one-two-three punch to wrinkles, age spots, and problem skin. Tame those brows, ears, and nostrils. Sakura Skin and Mind, erasing wrinkles one clinical facial at a time. Learn more at sakuraskinandmind.com. S-A-K-U-R-A SkinAndMind.com if you're planning on building a home or a major landscaping project, you'll want the team of Stone Resources on your side. Safely, effectively, and correctly working with our unique terrain requires local knowledge and environmental care. For 21 years, Stone Resources has been making sure their customers' biggest investment is on solid ground. Trust your next earth-moving project to Stone Resources. Call 425 754-6792. That's 425-754-6792. Stone Resources. We make the earth move. And remember, if you need dirt or have dirt to get rid of, you can call on us. 425-754-6792. Alternative Talk 1150. Welcome back to Love from the Hip. I'm spiritual hypnotherapist, master esthetician, and your host, Sakura Sutter. Don't forget this show airs right here on KKNW every Wednesday at 2 to 3 p.m. Today I have the pleasure of having presenter, mentor, and creator of Andrew Eggleton presenting method methodology, Andrew Eggleton, on my show. And he is coming to us via Skype in London. And remember, if you have a question for Andrew or you want to know how to get out of your own way, call 1-888-298-KKNW or 425-373-5527. So, Andrew, before the break, you were talking about speaking being misleading. Yeah, the word yeah. public speaking. And, uh, and the word in the, 
in the words of public speaking, speaking is misleading because 97% of our um, is, is our subconscious, right? Mm-hmm. Which is the feeling brain. And the feeling brain, it doesn't work with words. So when you're on stage, it's it's really about the feeling, the energy, the transfer of energy in the room from uh, you, the audience, is this beautiful dance. And it's not really about the words. Hmm. Yeah. That, tr- that trust, that level of authenticity, that level of authenticity builds that trust. Um, do you know what I mean by um, we? You know when people walk onto stage and they and it's quite. We've been sold. Presenters have been sold the story that you need to go on stage and and deliver a, a hero story at the beginning, right? Mm-hmm. So my philosophy or what I teach is, when people come on stage whole, when they come on authentic and whole. The audience already sees them. They don't need a hero's journey. Mm-hmm. So you can save yourself that five to 15 minutes of a hero's journey at the beginning because the audience already sees, feels you, and mm-hmm. knows you and trusts you if you come on whole. If you wear a mask, then you need to use a trick, which is, I think, the hero's journey, mm-hmm. a trick to b- build that connection. Okay. So you're really – you're not having to try to convince them is what you're saying. You don't – not – it's all there for them to see and feel, more mm-hmm. to feel. Yeah, and that's right in line with that saying about your energy precedes you. Yes, mm-hmm. yep. Okay, so how did you get to this point in your life? Because you first began presenting on TV, correct? Yeah, yeah. So can you tell us more about that? Sure, I'll give you, I'll, I'll condense it for you though, uh, and your listeners. So this is funny. I grew up in New Zealand, and in New Zealand, no one was teaching presenting. So even though that was my, um, there was something inside me that wanted to do that. Um, if someone would ask me, I always said I want to change the way that people present. And of course, in your twenties, I had no idea what that meant. Hmm. It could have been ego, could have been grandeur, could have been who knows. But. I started taking acting lessons because that was the only way to get into TV for me. So that's where I started getting into acting. I was always very proactive and I hustled producers and and finally got a a couple of good breaks. And just for those people out there who believe that you start off good or you have to be good to begin, um, my first ever my first ever job was hosting a, a music show. I got an opportunity to host a music show with a, um, a lady named Miranda, and it was live. Mm. Uh, this was live. Um, and I thought that I was preparing, right? This was my big moment. And I thought that everything that I said had to be poignant, life-changing, or very funny. And that's a lot of pressure to put on yourself, right? Sure. That's, that's a lot of pressure when you don't even know what you're doing properly. So I go on to this live show and the I, I kind of rehearsed everything that I was going to say all day, which you can't do. That's not live TV. You know, live TV is working moment to moment. You 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 hit the ball to your co-host and she hits it back and that's kind of how it works. Um, and you kind of make it up as you go. So every time she hit the ball to me, and it was my turn to speak, I kind of come up with this preconceived that I thought was funny, poignant, or life-changing. And it became a disaster. And within five minutes, she started to cry live on air because I was so bad 
and oh, no. ran out and ran out and left me live to anchor the show live live on air in New Zealand. So that was like my baptism of fire. <laughs> wow. And I had plenty of those moments, so many of those moments. In my 30s, I mean, in late 20s, I started working on a show, uh, Hercules, and I, Ryan Gosling was in that, and Kevin Sorbo, and um, um, we used to work on the same set as Lucy Lawless. And she, um, I can't remember her show. Um, anyway, by the mid-30s, I started to hit my straps, and I was working a lot uh, behind the camera and in front of the camera. And... Um, doing a lot of presenting, but there was this, this, there was just this feeling always eating away at me that I wasn't giving my audience the real deal. Like I was, I was, I felt like I was fooling them all the time hmm. that I would put on the mask, camera would roll. The director would say, you know, roll camera action. And I, my shoulders would go back. I'd smile and go, Hey, I'm Andrew Eggleton. And welcome to, it was this show. It was an act, a performance. And I always felt like, how can the audience decide if they like me or not? Like, how can they genuinely decide and make up an educated decision whether to like me or trust me or not? And that used to annoy me. By my 2013, I just I woke up one morning and I, I looked at my feed and I went, I just can't do this anymore. My heart is not in in, in, in TV, and which, which is crazy. Uh, that's all I'd wanted to do. And I sold a house and I moved to an island and I decided that I was going to figure out this one thing. People always give you this advice. Just be you. Mm-hmm. When you go on stage, it's like, hey, I need some advice. I'm about to go and do a live show. I'm about to go on stage. Can you give me some advice. Yeah, sure. Look, Sarah, just be, just be you. <laughs> and you go, that's fantastic advice. But what does that mean? <laughs> What does that mean? Because I'm infinite. Mm-hmm. And if you're infinite, like what part are you? do you want? What part do you want? Because you know, I'm, capt- I'm capturing this moment in time. So I went away to an island and I basically, I had, uh, just to throw this in here, I actually had multiple island experiences where I ran away from TV and, and took time out. Wow. <laughs> um, <laughs> And this was just one of them. So I took about four years, actually, three and a half, four years, okay. until I understood what just be you meant and not only what just be you meant, but how to teach someone to just be you and implement that. Hmm. So that was my journey. Okay. And why, why did you feel it necessary to share that with others, not just yourself? <sighs> the just be you. It was inside me. Mm-hmm. It was just, it was something that was just inside me. And I, when I started exploring it, I felt like I had something bigger than me working with me. Mm-hmm. Um, I, fe- I always say this, that we're all born for greatness. We're all tapped into the same thing. Um, and when I was working on it and pushing it and, and, and discovering more about presenting, and I know it's a funny word, presenting, it's, 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 for me, this is the most exciting thing that I can do every day. I get up and I explore this art because I know now this is infinite. I had a moment last year where I realized this is infinite. I had, it's not just an art, it's not technical, it's mm-hmm. something that is infinite to explore, and that turned my light on. 
hmm. realizing that in this lifetime that presenting for me is like this infinite piece of rope and in this lifetime how far can down that rope can I get hmm. and I had a moment in, a, in, a, in a, a, a restaurant last year where I realized that everything was going to be okay and that I was going to do exactly what I've set out to do I had a I had a I think it's called clear cognizance yeah a knowing I had mm-hmm. a I had a absolute knowing it was inc- it was a, it was a bit of a game-changing moment yeah your aha moment huh it was it was it was pretty intense to be fair it was in, a, in front of a whole lot of people in a restaurant so oh. yeah <laughs> that's wonderful so, well, we're going to have to, sorry to interrupt you again, but we're going to have to take okay. a quick break. But remember, if you have a question for Andrew, feel free to call one 298 kknw or 425-373-5527 after this quick break. On this weekly skinny, I would like to talk about that bumpy, rough stuff on the back of your upper arms, thighs, cheeks, and buttocks. This is called keratosis pilaris, or KP. This common and harmless condition is really just more annoying or embarrassing than anything else. KP usually disappears by age 30 and worsens when the climate is drier. What causes it? KP is a result of a buildup of keratin, which is a hard protein that protects the skin from harmful substances and infection. This keratin forms a scaly plug that blocks the opening of the hair follicle, resulting in patches of rough and bumpy skin that feels like sandpaper. No one knows why keratin builds up. There have been claims of it being associated with other genetic diseases or skin conditions like atopic dermatitis. Even though treatment isn't necessary, it can still be life-changing. There are plenty of products which help to address KP. Often, products which address KP also address acne. I particularly like to recommend the following products from Epionce, which include the lytic gel cleanser, the lytic treatment to unplug the pores, and a Renewal Body Lotion or Extreme Barrier Cream to help not only repair the skin, but also stop inflammation. Although many people feel the need to use a loofah or bath sponge on their KP, I strongly advise against this. Loofahs and sponges harbor a lot of bacteria which can create other issues like body acne. Also, let it be known you cannot scrub away KP. Scrubbing the skin with harsh materials only damages the skin barrier and leads to more inflammation. I instead recommend using a Clarisonic. This facial tool uses sonic vibrations to deeply cleanse and gently exfoliate the skin with an antibacterial brush head. I recommend pairing the Clarisonic with the Lytic Gel Cleanser from Epionce. You can shop for the Epionce products I recommend on my website at sakuraskinandmind.com and they will ship directly to your house for free. Just simply click on the products tab and scroll down to Epionce and then hit the red button marked Shop Epionce and punch in the code 201-10401 at checkout, or email me at sakura at sakuraskinandmind.com. Is your tween starting to experience a change in their skin? Want to get them on an easy at-home routine and have good skin hygiene? Allow Sakura Skin in Mind to help your tween out. This brief, deep cleansing and educational 35-minute facial is just enough to get your tween, ages 10 to 12 years old, started off in the right direction. Sakura Skin in Mind uses the latest in the clinical skincare industry to care for your tween the right way for just $65. Sakura Skin in Mind, treating skin out there with an of treatment and a pound of protection. Call 206-730-7429 or go to sakuraskinandmind.com. 
Next week on Conversations Live with Vicki St. Clair. It's never easy when someone cheats on their partner. But what if you're the one who's cheating? Dr. Tammy Nelson helps us make sense of unfaithful behavior with tips on how to stop and advice for those impacted by an affair. We'll also hear from National Geographic's Andrew Fizakis with a fascinating sneak peek into his backyard guide to night skies. Find more details at conversationslive.net and follow Vicki on Twitter at Vicki St. Claire. Multicultural, multidimensional even. Alternative Talk 1150. Welcome back to Love from the Hip. I'm spiritual hypnotherapist, master esthetician, and your host, Sakura Sutter. And feel free to email me at sakura at lovefromthehip.com with your comments, your criticisms, your questions, and well wishes. Let me know how I'm doing. Today, I have the pleasure of having presenter, mentor, and creator of Andrew Eggleton presenting methodology, Andrew Eggleton, on my show. And he is coming to us via Skype in London. And remember, if you have a question for Andrew on how to get out of your own way, then call 1-888-298-KKNW or 425-373-5527. So, Andrew, before the break, you were talking about your claircognizant moment. Do you want to elaborate a little bit more? Sure, sure. I mean, claircognizance, uh, the short version of that, or the easy, the layman's terms, so I can understand it, is just a very clear, a feeling which is a very clear knowing. Um, So I was in a restaurant in Melbourne. I was just, I was getting ready to go and do a uh, run my retreat in Bali. And I, I just had this, I tell this story on stage because the feeling came below me. The feeling came from, uh, we talk about chakras, um, the, the feeling, I, I, I got the feeling before it hit my body or base chakra, like mm. I knew it was coming. It then went through my body in this overwhelming stop me dead in my tracks, an undeniable something had taken over my whole self. Mm. It was this incredible feeling. And then by the time it got to my uh, my head, I was bawling my eyes out in this restaurant. Hmm. And this was a no con- this was a no control. My partner um, looked over at me, and she gave me time. And it was the most beautiful. I, I just have to add, it was the most beautiful, overwhelming feeling I've ever had. Wow. And. She said, are you okay, babe? And I said, yes. And she said, what just happened? <laughs> and I, and I, 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 I say this with risk of sounding like ego, but I, I, I don't say this with ego. This is the words came from this, not me. Mm-hmm. And I just looked at her with the most clear. It was so clear. And I said, everything's going to be okay. I'm going to be the best in the world at what I do. Mm-hmm. It was this absolute knowing. And those words came from this feeling, not me. And so everything changed after that because it took away the fear, the fight, the um, am I doing the right thing? It took away any sort of doubt and gave me this absolute clarity that what I'm doing every single day at the moment is this beautiful mission. And I can throw myself into it as much as I wanted. Wow, that's wonderful. So you can see it's quite a game changer. Yeah. And they say that when you're aligned with your path and purpose, right? 
that mm. your fear and anxiety and your self-doubt, all of it goes away. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, well, you, have the wee, you, you have the wee moments where the little boy comes out and plays and or a little girl and goes, you know, you, can you really do that? Can you pull that off? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you can't do that. Mm-hmm. But of course, yeah, when you have that bone deep sense of faith, trust, that you're on the right path, it's, it just it just feels like you can get away with the most audacious <laughs> challenges, yeah. you know, the most audacious thoughts. It's, it's really pinch yourself stuff. Right. And you're, you're no longer a challenge for yourself either. No, yeah. that's it. That's wonderful. So you had told me earlier that you had learned something from Ryan Gosling. I was hoping that you could share that with my listeners. Sure. I, just to put this into perspective for people to frame it up, Ryan was 18. He was just out of the Mickey Mouse Club. For anyone who doesn't know, he was the leader of the Mickey Mouse Club with Britney Spears and Christina Aguilera and Justin Timberlake, etc. So this wasn't any normal 18-year-old. Mm-hmm. This guy was, you know, he was homeschooled at Disneyland. That's not normal. And I, grew, I had just come out of a school of eight kids. I was... 20, I would have been 23. So I was like five years out of a school of eight in the country where my dad was the headmaster and teacher. So to be working alongside this guy who had this ability to interact with both my age and the older people on the set, but from a way of discussing how to do things like what if we try things like this and and offering up his you know um experience and what it showed me was the 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 beautiful gap between where i was because ryan was world class Mm -hmm. he'd been taught how to sing by world-class you know trainers he'd been taught how to dance by world-class trainers you know that's how we pulled that out in la la land um he showed me the gap between where he was, which was world-class, and where I was. And so it made me understand what that there was this gap, a yawning gap, and what did I need to do to start filling it? Hmm. So when, when you start piecing things together, if you want to be a world-class presenter, this is part of my philosophy, if you want to be a world-class presenter, you need to be a world-class person because if we're talking about authenticity and congruency, the same person who walks on stage needs to be the same person at home, right? Mm -hmm. So if you're going to be a world-class presenter, you need to be a world-class person and just bring that to the stage. So it allowed me to understand what that gap was and then set about asking the questions and discovering what was in that gap and starting to fill it. Hmm. Wonderful. Is that what brought you to your um, rite of passage? Do you know what the, the rite? Yes, it did. It, I actually sat down. Yeah, I love the rite of passage. I talk about this a lot. I sat down last early last year and I, I mapped out with a model what my rite of passage looked like. Do you want me to quickly run through yes, this? Yes, I would file? love that, please. This is we're, we're talking here of uh, uh, 25 years now of um, being um, presenting, emceeing, acting, present, um, uh, speaking, and this is 
how my journey has gone and I put it into five categories. The rite of passage, and I don't think there's many people that will disagree. Whenever I've spoken to athletes and, and successful business people, they've always said the same thing. At first, you suck. <laughs> and when you understand that that is okay and that it's always, if it's always going to be like that, we all start off at the same place, but you're not there for long. Like you go through it, but mm-hmm. you have to have your rite of passage. At first, you suck. Um, and it's not pretty, but you have to go through it to get to the next level. Mm-hmm. And I believe the next level is you imitate. If you're an actor, um, if you, I mean, this. <laughs> I'm old enough now to get away with telling you with telling you this. I used to copy in my uh, about my mid twenties. I used to copy Brad Pitt, <laughs> and and I can get away with saying this now. And when I say it on stage, people think it's hilarious, so mm-hmm. it, it lightens the mood. Um, but the trouble with copying Brad was Brad had Brad Pitt sewn up. Brad Pitt had the the range of Brad Pitt. Mm-hmm. All I had when I was imitating was the range that I had seen him do in movies. So my range was very small. Does that make sense? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when we imitate, when we're imitating, we're really not being, obviously we're not being ourselves. So we're not being true to ourselves. So we don't know what to do in a moment-to-moment circumstances because we're copying somebody else. We actually don't know what they're going to do in any unspecified or, or random circumstance. Mm-hmm. The next stage we go into is technical. Okay, I better learn this properly now. There must be some better ways to do this so I'm not um, copying or I don't suck. Of course, technical is the place where most people call mastery. Hmm. It is the copy and paste approach. Now, if you think about this in presenting, the copy-paste approach is learn your copy or learn what it is that I'm going to speak about on stage and then you go out on stage and deliver it, Hmm. of course. And if you are taught the normal way of presenting, um, which is technical, is, you know, there's a way, there's a place you stand on the stage and you stand in your power and there's the thread going through you. Don't, you don't lean on your left hip because it's, you know, you're not trustworthy. You don't leave on the other hip. You walk over to the right-hand stage and use the right hand for the future, left hand for the past. (laughs) And you're... You're delivering stuff like we did at high school. You learn and then you deliver it. Mm-hmm. It's copy-paste approach. And it's very easy to teach, of course, if you think about that. You learn it and then you can pass it on. Very simple. Right. So most presenters are in that space, the technical approach. But then there's a point where you go, do you know what? There's got to be more than this. There has to be more. And this is where I pick people up. There has to be more than presenting the standing on a bloody place on stage and manipulating my audience with hand gestures, uh, the NLP, the whatever it is people want to use on the stage. There has to be more. There's the artistry. Mm. The next stage is the artistry, okay. where you start to realize that you can play within your own personality. You can get away with just being you. This is where you start to stamp your own DNA all over what it is that you do, your art. Mm-hmm. Your own. This is not just your art. You, you, congruent all through your life, business, brand, mm-hmm. person, partner, family member. The artistry. When you start to stamp your personality 
all over what it is that you do. And this is the magic. This is where what people are drawn to, your energy, your vibe, and you realize that things become effortless. It becomes, presenting becomes effortless. You get rid of that technical crap and you stand wherever you want to stand on stage and you become engaging again, not through hand gestures, but the audience becomes engaged because you are being you. Mm -hmm. This is the part I love. And then last year, another penny dropped for me. And I realized this was, I think we spoke about this earlier. I realized that this art is infinite and that where I can take this, it's infinite possibility. And that's the part that changed, really, really changed who I was and what I was doing. And this is where I thought, do you know what? I'm taking this to the world. I started doing world tours. Mm -hmm. That infinite possibility. How much can I learn in this lifetime and how much can I learn and pass this on to other people so they don't have to imitate and rely on technical. They can go from at first you suck <laughs> straight through to artistry. Wow, that's wonderful. Um, I don't want to interrupt you, but I have to. <laughs> We're going to have to take a quick break. So stick around for more Love from the Hip. Experience. One word that can mean so much, especially when it comes to working with a realtor to buy or sell a home. The only thing better would be to have an experienced team guiding you through the process. Hi, I'm Beth Phillips-York. And I'm Ray York. Together, we own the York Team, part of Keller Williams Real Estate. We are here to help you with your next property transaction. I have over 14 years of experience selling local residential real estate, investment properties, and homes just like yours. I'm also known as the Ghost Broker. Over the years, I've managed several residual energy at the properties we've represented or sold to clients. So if you need that service, I can help you as well. For my part, I have worked many years in new construction, land development, and with builders. Combined, Beth and I make for a powerful team on your side. So put our wealth of experience to work for you. Selling a home? Get a free property evaluation and market analysis with the York Team Real Estate. Buying a home? Let the York Team Real Estate exclusively represent you and your interests. Log on to yorkteamrealestate.com. That's yorkteamrealestate.com. Peach fuzz is great if it's on a peach. Let Sakura Skin and Mind remove unsightly hair with dermaplaning. Although its primary purpose is to remove layers of dead skin, it's just one of the added benefits leaving your skin baby smooth, safe, effective, fast and affordable. What a concept! Sakura Skin and Mind wants you to look your very best and dermaplaning is just one tool in their chest. Find out about dermaplaning at sakuraskinandmind.com. S-A-K-U-R-A, skinandmind.com. We bring out the healthy skin and healthy way of thinking you didn't know you had. If you're planning on building a home or a major landscaping project, you'll want the team of Stone Resources on your side. Safely, effectively, and correctly working with our unique terrain requires local knowledge and environmental care. For 21 years, Stone Resources has been making sure their customers' biggest investment is on solid ground. Trust your next earth-moving project to Stone Resources. Call 425 754 6792. That's 425 754 6792. Stone Resources. We make the earth move. And remember, if you need dirt or have dirt to get rid of, you can call on us. 425 754 6792. Need help getting started with self help? 
You came to the right place. Alternative Talk, 1150. Welcome back to Love from the Hip. I'm spiritual hypnotherapist, master esthetician, and your host, Sakura Sutter. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram and Facebook and subscribe to my YouTube channel and my podcast on Podcast One, Love from the Hip, and that's HYP. Today, I have the pleasure of having presenter, mentor, and creator of Andrew Eggleton Presenting Methodology, Andrew Eggleton, on my show. And he is coming to us via Skype in London. So, Andrew, before the break, you were talking about rite of passage. Could you briefly go through those five key points or just sure. relist them? I'll relist them. I'll relist them. Perfect. Number one, where we always start is at first you suck. Number two is we start to imitate. Number three is we get into the tactical or let's, do, let's start to do this properly. There must be a way which, uh, you know, where do I stand? What do I do? Um, what do I do with my hands? Um, the tactical aspect of things. Then we realize, number four, is that there must be a way that feels more effortless, that is more me. I get to express myself in a way that is authentic, and that is the artistry. We get into the artistry. And then after the artistry, and this is where I have, I am now, and I'm sure there will be a step six at some stage, um, infinite possibility, mm. where you realize that what we're doing and who we are is infinite. So my, my driver is how much can I learn about this and pass on to others, infinite possibility. That's wonderful. So presenting is essentially like you had called it, your Trojan horse, right? Yes. So what do you yeah. believe is your spiritual message that you have to share with everyone? It's funny. I just did a, uh, spoke at a big conference here in London, and I had um, two ladies come up to me separately. Uh, one was a shaman, um, and another lady was a kinesiologist. And they both said, presenting's not actually your thing, is it? And I <laughs> smiled and went, no, it's not. It's my Trojan horse. And they both said the same thing. You said you actually help people step into their next level of greatness. And I said, yes, I think, but I think that's what we all do, right? We all have or discover. We, If we're lucky, we, we discover a gift, but we all have a gift. We're all tapped into the same thing. Um, that our, we can use our gift to help people step into greatness. Um and I see it. I see it. The, the better I become at understanding presenting, the better I am at removing people's masks, getting them back in touch with that feeling of absolute power, that feeling of greatness, and being able to express themselves in an authentic way. And you can see them light up. And, of course, once they light up, they're able to then to be able to go light somebody else up. Hmm. Yeah, pay it forward. Yeah. So do, does this lend to your explanation, then, of becoming a conduit? Yes, yes. Yeah. The, the 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 whole the thing of being a conduit is you know you're you're I mean this happens not just on stage of course, um, you know when you but the the funny thing is when you're on stage and you you get into that conduit for for wisdom, and that that beautiful sense of flow, and you're you start talking about things that seem oh that sounds quite funny, but it's my brain can hear or I can hear what I'm saying. And in my head, I'm going, 
oh my god this is so good like where did you where did you get this information <laughs> uh-huh. you know you, you, you you're, you're kind of going where is this coming from i don't even know this stuff where is it coming from and that again just to reiterate that's like the holy grail of presenting that's, uh, that's the magic right there well that's wonderful so do you have any upcoming seminars or retreats or workshops you can tell us about I have um, a retreat in Bali, which is four days, five nights, from 28th of May. Um, I have an insane um, place in Portugal, six nights, five days, in the mountains, um, no light pollution, no noise pollution, deeply grounded. Um, and the whole point of that is actually passing on to people how to become a conduit for infinite wisdom on stage when presenting yourself. Um, and then, of course, I'm really bloody lucky. I've just done London, and now I'm flying to New York and uh, doing a one-day workshop in New York on Saturday the 13th of April, so next weekend. Wow, you're busy. <laughs> I, yeah, yes, I am, yeah. I'm, uh, and after New York, I fly down to the bottom of the world to New Zealand to teach, and then to Australia, then to Bali, then to actually the, the mountains of Austria. Um and then back to London to teach, and then into Portugal. That's wonderful. Well, how can my listeners contact or follow you? Do you know what the best heart space to do that in, that I think appropriate for for your listeners, Mm because I imagine this is where you would get the most value, is my my Facebook group, um, The Heart of Presenting. Um, I run a, I run a w- wonderful challenge in there, which is literally using my methodology. Um, and people often ask why I give away so much stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's because if I am out of my own way and I'm perpetually growing as fast as I allow myself to, by the time people use my IP and start copying it and handing it out, I've moved on. Okay. Well, that's so I've, I've I've moved on, so I give I I give as much as I can. Well, that's wonderful. Well, thanks again for being here today. Thank you for having me. I really uh, it was it was nice. It's late, but <laughs> it's it's been really nice chatting to you. Yeah, absolutely. And thank you, Eric, my super duper producer, and you, the listener. You can find me at lovefromthehip.com or sakuraskinandmind.com. You can also follow me on Instagram or on Facebook and subscribe to my YouTube channel as well as my podcast on Podcast One, Love From The Hip, and that's H-Y-P. And if you really love the show and you're interested in advertising your business on it or you have any questions or comments, feel free to email me at sakuraloveromthehip.com. Tune in next Wednesday at 2 p.m. for another Love From The Hip and make self-love contagious. Go ahead. I dare you.